Jesus is not a means to an end. The gospel is he came to redeem us from sin. And that is the message forever I'll yell. If you're living your best life now, you're headed for hell. Talk to him. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bear With Me. This is Scotty Hines, and today is a little bit of a special edition. So before I get into my <clears throat> normal spiel, just want to say thank you so much. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Uh, if you can, please give this a like. Please give this a subscribe. And please let me know what you think once you're done listening to the first episode. If you listen to others, please, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Anyhow, so once again, this is Scotty Hines. We are going to discuss uh, some things that I've been thinking about, biblical things, uh, spiritual battles, etc., etc. But right now I'm recording this podcast in my my room. It's quarantine. What is this, Thursday? Quarantine Thursday. <clears throat> you know, ain't gonna lie, I kind of like being quarantined. It's been really fun. I actually got to grow pretty close with my kids over the past week. I was telling my wife today about how I... I okay, so the first couple weeks... Like when she came home, I was just ready to leave, take a run, just needed to get out. But I realized it was just adjusting. And uh, this week has been so fruitful. I have, first off myself, just accepted this uh, forced quarantine. And um, God has provided, and that's been great. And so I've kind of just started casting more vision. And when I say vision, look, all I'm doing is making sure my kids want to play video games. I just say, look. Here's the order. And my wife's done this really cool thing. She And my son's been repeating it. It's been super cool. But uh, business before pleasure. My wife's actually in the room. Is that what it was? Business before pleasure? Yes. So she's giving me the nod. Yes. Sometimes I misquote people. Um, but I don't misquote the Bible. I'm pretty good with that one. Do I? She says no. Good. But anyhow, so I kind of led with that. And we kind of just keep that as our theme. And so even though they're out of school. And, my, you know, to be honest with you. <clears throat> Kids homework, I mean, <laughs> literally, they, they knock it out pretty quick. Um, I, I, I often wonder, what are they doing for eight hours in school? And why do they need so much time with our kids? <laughs> I mean, pretty intentional. You can knock that school out, schoolwork out pretty quick. But anyhow, this isn't any, uh, I'm not going to attack the schools. I Just something random I see. And I'm sure they do a lot more than I'm actually doing. But my kids have been waking up and they read. And I got to do a better job, though, on consistent, like a consistent reading pattern. I kind of just tell them, hey, read this, and they read it. But I'm going to actually be more consistent, maybe just to have them start reading a book. They can start comprehending it. And uh, But, yeah, it's been great. And since I've done that, it's created more structure in the home. So it's also given me, like, I know windows, like, okay, I have to get these things done. Like, for instance, if I have any work that pops up. And so it's been productive. And it's, man haven't spent really any money so that's been cool um so my wife's dying over there she's doing some medical stuff or some cosmetic stuff to her face the things women go to to look beautiful <laughs> but um <clears throat> i don't know if y'all read this i heard a few people chatting about it i just want to say this is the ultimate mic drop let me see i have it somewhere here on my computer or actually no my text here we go here we go so check this out, Hulk Hogan. Now, <clears throat> I won't, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But, dude, he said the coolest thing. Check this out. And, yes, Hulk freaking Hogan said this. He says, <clears throat> brother, in three short months. No, I ain't going to do his voice. Just like he did with the plagues of Egypt, 
God has taken away everything we worship. God said, you want to worship athletes? I will shut down the stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the economy and collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church and worship me? I will make it where you can't go to church. And then he quotes that famous Chronicles passage where it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. This is the promise from God, you guys. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Maybe we don't need vaccines. Oh, that's a, that, amen, Hulk Hogan, brother. Maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on only one thing in the world that really matters, Jesus. That, my friend, is a mic drop. Hulk Hogan, brother, good job. I could just see him ripping his shirt. A Hulkamaniac. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm not sure if I'm being a Hulk Hogan or a, um, what's the other wild dude? Uh, Macho Man. I don't know. It's kind of a hybrid. <clears throat> My voice just kind of navigates to, I guess, one hybrided voice of the two. But I like his statement, and I love the spiritual, um, the spiritual observation, the warfare that's spiritual. I, I man, again, if you've listened to a couple podcasts ago, it could have been the last one or the one before, but where I gauge about spiritual warfare, and I talk about the deceptions that we, you know, first I say, are we misunderstanding where the Bible talks about? Satan being the god of this age, right? Are we minimizing that and not really taking a step back and saying, hey, in the entertainment system, this is a reality, man. Satan has a massive influence. It seems like almost a 100% influence. So much so to where people, um, and this is the part where I went to with entertainment, at church will make decisions like based on worship. Now think about that. Think about if you have developed your concept of attending church or gathering around worship and you're in this situation, man, you are extremely limited. And uh, But I don't want to go on that rant just yet. <clears throat> I, I wanted to chat more about, about spiritual warfare and the effect it's having on our daughters, okay? Because I read this post and I want you to see something, something that's starting really young in our daughters, and where is this post at? Where are you at? It was really, really cool. My computer's not updating because I didn't uh, open this up just yet. But anyhow, there's a post online, and it's a young lady. don't even care to share her name. <clears throat> but she posts a post from a woman. Let me see if I can pull the post up. And she talks about being a stay-at-home mom, okay? Facebook it. Okay, and she talks about being a mom, and she just say, she says about this season, um, like she's observing, and obviously she's a godly, or she's she's a woman who looks to the Bible, and has obviously some traditional values of 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 a home, you know, the woman staying in the home, and here's here's the attack. I just want to read to you what she says. If I can find the stinking post, I'm I'm on the website. I'm on where it was at. It should should have popped up already, but anyhow, she essentially says maybe we should see. Or women should give up their jobs and focus on staying home. 
we've we're learning oh here we go here we go it's from the transformed wife at laa ldx2 um her heading is the transformed wife and this is what she says women should stay home permanently now give their jobs to fathers and husbands who need them god finally forced what's natural because women won't choose to do it and they're finding out they don't have to work yank the money away and they'll still survive on one income no more excuses now I don't see anything wrong with that statement. That that's a value system, right? This woman has a particular value system. And if you want, <clears throat> if you want, here's my goal when I'm going to talk about this clarity. You don't have to agree with me, but understand uh, my position. This woman's position is pretty close. I don't. I wouldn't publicly say women should give up their jobs. I would. I would point to men and and, and encourage men to start to value this and create structures for women to stay home and to feel like they want to stay home because the women need purpose in the home. And that's something that the young girl, they kind of start attacking her and they say, I can't believe this nonsense. And people are like vomiting. And it's, it's pretty repulsive, like a lot of the things they're saying. And I get having a little fun with it. But when I see these young, these are future wives, okay? These are all future wives that look at a staying home. Now, they may tell you if you talk to them, well, I don't nothing wrong with staying home, but they look at a post like this and they find it repulsive, which I don't, you know, if you ask children of society, I bet you um, um, they would love it. My wife works, just so we're clear. She has a very good job and she works full time. So I don't want to hear any flack. <clears throat> Our value, uh, we, she would love not to work. Of course. My wife would love to be here with her kids, raising them. Bless it, she's giving me that look. But it's a facetious look because she knows I'm right. But she's a hard worker. She's amazing at what she does. And I'm proud of her. But that's nothing wrong with that, what that woman has said. And <clears throat> for you young women who are repulsed by that, know this. That is coming from the place of a woman who believes a man would be consistently protecting you, not only physically, but spiritually. Who would who would create a place for you to have purpose. Or actually not even create a place would grow in purpose with you and and these are we are people who just look at the home biblically that we believe it's our responsibility to raise our kids and to speak life into them we don't think chasing money and careers is all that important that's what we're against or that's what we're speaking up against or that's what we're worried about you see you young ladies out there well i could do it on my own sure you can have fun with that life you know, that's only going to come back to haunt you because that first off, that life starts from pride. And oh, well, good for you. You can have your clap if you could do it all on your own. Men could do it on their own, too. There's nothing, you know, supernatural about that. I'm just going to be honest with you. What's supernatural is you women having the ability to uh, give birth. You know, that's amazing. That's a superpower. I mean, think about that. You actually have. Uh, bless you, baby. You actually have, <laughs> you have the body that can like literally develop another human inside of you, and you have a responsibility to that human that grows inside of you. And men, it's our responsibility to to help women see the value of staying home. See, if we're just a bunch of dudes who are going to horse around, not take life serious, not lead not create a structure for our family to grow in, then sh I, I, I wouldn't blame a woman. A woman wouldn't want to stay home. I wouldn't. Even, I, I can understand why a woman would want abortion because she's afraid. She, you, you can't help her. She may say 
oh, I could do all things my own. But but raising a child by herself, she don't want to do that. But she only feels that way because men don't give that security anymore. Because men, you need to take <clears throat> your role serious. It's, man, it goes back and forth. Women too. If all women step back and put on turtlenecks and pants and no more twerking and all that, believe me, men would lust over turtlenecks and they would be after turtlenecks. Like, trust me, you guys can set the uh, at least the sexual tone for sure because men will follow that wherever it goes um, in the heterosexual form. Uh, I'm talking in general. Okay, don't get all the weird stuff. Start, start posting weird stuff. But I'm talking, that's exactly what cultures would do. Okay, because we can see in the Middle East, women are covered up pretty well and, and you know, they, they're married. They're having kids. So that's not an issue. Um, you know, something about that. We laugh at that, but, but, and we call it religion. But you know, part of the structure, if I'm not mistaken, if you're Muslim and you, you can correct me on this, but part of the keeping the wife covered is because a desire, <clears throat> and I kind of admire this. I like this, but you don't like other men to lust on your wife. It's a, it's a, it's actually a protection thing a sexual thing of protection over your wife that your wife is yours. Um, now, I get where people, the oppression part, whatever. It, it, I'm talking from a lustful sexual, um, you know, when you're looking at marriage from a God's perspective. So there's some value to that, man. I don't, I wouldn't want people lusting on my wife. I don't like that nonsense. That's gross. What do they call that? Cucking? Disgusting. But anyhow, I read stuff like this, and this is all because, first off, men, we've been, again, deceived. We don't take our roles serious, and it all starts in the Bible. You know, I was reading in the Bible, and it's in Exodus. He starts to talk about the priests, right? The, the New Testament uh, calls us priests, right? Peter makes that pretty clear that we are priests. Now, Christ is our high priest forever, but we have a priestly role, right, of spiritual leadership in our home. And then the Old Testament, because I'm just growing in the, my Old Testament correlation to new, new, you know, the, under the new covenant in King Jesus. And <clears throat> I looked at that and I go, man, I could take a lot of these responsibilities that we see on the high priest and I can apply them to myself because it is a character that one who leads spiritually is supposed to carry. carry. Now get all the rituals out. I understand that part. Remember, these things are foreshadows of Christ. Christ is the substance, right? And these things are all... Uh, Um, man, I just got a text and it totally threw me off. But anyhow, dang it. Anyhow, oh, so these Old Testament structures, when I look at Exodus, um, I see these priestly values, man. These are things that we can look at. As a matter of fact, I should pull them up and we will go over the priestly values shortly. All right, let me just do one thing here and we'll go over it. All right, so technically the passage is Leviticus 21. <clears throat> I, uh, I was saying Exodus, but it's in Leviticus 21. You see how a priest should behave, right? Now, <clears throat> when you read the Bible, these are simple things, man. As becoming men, when you start to read the, the Bible with the, the lens of a man, you can see all of uh, um, <clears throat> the rituals. They point to Christ, right? If you look at verse 6, they, they should be holy to their God. You know, they should not profane the name of their God, for they offer the Lord's food offering, uh, the bread <clears throat> the bread of their God, therefore they shall be holy. And it's just talking about, you know, they shouldn't marry a prostitute or a woman who has been defiled. Neither should they marry a woman divorced. That's a whole other thing. There's, see, these are the things when you have to read with, uh, you know, 
contextual understanding. <clears throat> However, it's good for you to focus on women who are um, of high value, right? We should be teaching our men. Now, if my son met a woman who has children or has been divorced, and that's, you know, he falls in love with her, man, I'm not going to go against that at all. Uh, because, again, we're not looking at the law for works to earn favor with God. We're looking at it as a, as a structure like, hmm, God's law is holy, it's just, and it's good. So I can go back and look at it and apply it to my life. So when you think of just being a priest, there's high values of a standard. You know, when he thinks about, you know, he shall offer sacrifices for the Lord, right? He should be holy for the Lord is holy. Like we should look at that, how we run our home, how our homes shouldn't profane God. Our homes should be structures that glorify God and produce children that glorify God. Paul, Paul makes it very clear to teach our children the disciplines of the Lord. And we find him, and I share this, you know, we find him in Scripture, and I share this because I don't like the perception that people are so afraid to read the Old Testament. You know, if you get into it and you want to start creating, you know, or looking for numerology and all that, man, that's a whole other thing. But, but overall, if you want to look at it as a governance, right, as something to guide and lead your life, you look at it from the lens of how are you as a man going to apply Scripture to your life? Because when you think wholeheartedly how the Bible um, came about, you know, a lot of people have this thought that the Bible was, um, you know, the Bible was kind of took all these laws and they have already existed, right? The laws that are in the Bible, like considering wives and whatnot, slaves and how it has these ordinances. You have to remember when the Bible was being written, society was lawless in a stint. You know, it, it had the laws of what only nature can tell man. It Women had minimal rights. And people will look at the Bible and say, well, look at how minimal the rights are in the Bible. Yes, but look at what it gave birth to. First off, it was the first ancient document to give women value. Not only to give women value, but to give structure and accountability to a home. That was counterculture. And so when you start to read the Bible, you start to read the structures from a lens of God creating a community, a people, a nation, right? He's building it with certain guidelines because these guidelines are distinct from the world. Now, we don't use these guidelines for salvation, but again, don't be afraid of your Old Testament, men, women. We need to read through it, start to understand and ask questions because there's a lot of good in it. There's a lot of good things in there, man. You learn a lot about your heritage, and that's another way we can look at Scripture. Is, and that's, this is a, um, <clears throat> a huge misnomer in the church is we look at Scripture as the Jews, you know, the Old Testament Hebrews, and it's like, that's not, dude, that's our heritage. We have been grafted into a family tree. You know, we have been grafted in, adopted. We are the strangers. It's spoken of in the Old Testament. We are the strangers that come in. And the stranger can partake in all the feast. He just had to partake in the rituals. And that's by faith we enter in that promise now. Right? And our, our hearts are circumcised from the flesh. And we can partake in these sacraments that are still in the Old Testament. But, we, but they're just a shadow. Christ is always the substance. But if we look at the Bible, look at Moses as our forefather. You know? That's how I'm looking at the Old These are my patriarchs. They're not Jews. They may be of uh, a Jewish descent, or that may be their their lineage. If you're going to define them, like I'm Irish, English, but I would say <clears throat> the true Hebrews 
I'm in that line by faith. Count it as one of God's elect. And I want that's how I look at the Old Testament. That I have been grafted in to a lineage. And that lineage brought forth the Savior of the world. But you got to look at it <clears throat> with those proper lens, man. You start reading the scripture like a fool, you know, and, and starting to read all your stuff into it. You're going to get caught up, man. And your theology is going to slip. And so those are those are just tools we can use as we're reading scripture and re remembering that that we need to start putting these things in place because Satan is out there influencing our youth. He's influencing us. He's doing his best. And we have to start seeing the world through a lens of like, OK, in order <clears throat> to see the spiritual warfare, we have to be engaging in spirituality and Christianity. And honestly, I really feel that's found in, in the law. I feel like one of the elements of the law is the spiritual side. Like, again, I've talked about this before. We have dived so deep and so hard on the moral structure of the law. We don't do this. We don't, and we do it to this, to, we do it on everything. We judge our Christianity by what we don't do. And that's how we look at uh, the law. It's a, it's a moral code. And we don't see the spiritual value. Jesus came and brought the spiritual value in, in Matthew 5, right? He started to re, um, excuse me, <clears throat> he started to give value back to the spirit or to, to say, look, dude, there's a spiritual side to this that we have to partake in. And, and when we change the relationship we have or, you know, and really realize the relationship we have with the law, it has a, we'll have, it'll have a great impact on us. We start to read through the book of Galatians. Paul doesn't discredit the law. He just explains your relationship to it. It's a schoolmaster to teach us sin. It was in there, uh, uh, as a guide, you know, and, <clears throat> But it's a curse if you want to live under it as your salvation because you can't complete it. You can't fulfill the law's demands. Only Jesus could. And, um, you know, that comes with you trusting the Bible and seeing your value in the Bible. And when women start to see their value in the Bible, they don't get their value from entertainment. They don't get their value from the world. They get it from Scripture. Being a mother and being in the home is a different outlook. It's not this, you know, this deception that our women have been taught that you need to be like a man. Remember Genesis, it says that the woman's desire will be to rule over the man. And you can see that in the world. But why are men, women competing against men? Um, not sure what validation you need, women, but you are unique, powerful, beautiful, and amazing. <clears throat> and when a woman, and a woman can work, uh, please don't hear. I'm trying to just say 100% women need to stay home. Women should work. That's fine. I, as a matter of fact, my ultimate and my wife's ultimate desire is that we'd farm. That's a lot of work. And I need, that. I mean, that's harder work than we're doing now. That's for sure. And we both have full-time jobs. But that's something we want to move towards. And we're praying about how God is going to shape and direct us out that way. <clears throat> we're patient. We have a plan. And it's a long-term plan like everyone else, a retirement plan. And we'd like to go that route. But we are taking, you know, the principles and applying them now in our home. And <clears throat> there's nothing. So when, I, when we talk about work, it's just a value we have for the home. So that woman's post, that is derived from a value system that comes from the Bible. And I think when we just look at our youth who mock it, it's sad. Because they're being taught something completely different, and they're deceived. And if you're hearing this, and 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 you may get frustrated. Well, what do you mean I'm deceived? 
or at least you don't have clarity on what we believe. It isn't any type of oppression. As a matter of fact, we believe that when a woman stays home and can run the home and develop the home and, and give that structure to the home, we believe that is the best, the best situation to raise a family and to impact a community. And we need women for that. A man, a man can stay home. That's it's a man can stay home and work. Um, but traditionally and structurally, we see scripturally and honestly, the nurturing element should be at home and women are better nurturers than men. And so these are some more things of spiritual warfare. We have to start just seeing the Bible for what it is. Clarity. What is it saying and why is it saying it? Why does it have these these val this value system on women? Why does it have these regulations? And we could look at it from a different lens. We could allow it to bless us, to be encouraged by it and not be, um, you know, you know, just not be so <clears throat> so deceived by letting the world have such a bigger impact on us than Scripture. So it's just another thought. Some more things. Bear with me. Uh, let me know what you think. Give me a like. Give me a share. Give me a review. I appreciate everything you guys are doing for me. Take care.